0: Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Lift off. Are you ready to level up? The podcast for leaders, entrepreneurs, and business. With your hosts, Jose Medina and Crystal Garcia. It's time to level up.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Deniable Level Up podcast. Uh, Last week, we discussed the importance of obeying the law, the law of attraction. Uh, We covered the seven laws that make up the law of attraction, as well as seven actions that you have to take to activate the law of attraction. If you missed that podcast, you might want to pause now and go give that one a listen, as you'll need to understand the law of attraction if you're planning on manifesting your dreams. Uh, By the way, uh, how many of you have found that purple donut? Yeah, I'm still looking to. Don't give up. So today we're going to discuss how to manifest your dreams. Uh, We'll define manifestation. We'll also discuss the seven steps to manifesting your dreams. So what is manifesting or manifestation?
0: Angelina Lombardo, author of A Spiritual Entrepreneur, told OprahMag.com that manifesting is making everything you want to feel and experience a reality via your thoughts, your actions, your beliefs, and your emotions.
1: Via thoughts, actions, beliefs, and emotions. Angelina knew that it took all four to manifest. Uh, A great quote to cover today's topic. The very first step in manifesting your dreams is letting go of past resistance and future worries. You have to begin focusing on the now and being present in the moment. You can't manifest your dreams if you're harboring anger, sadness, or regret from your past. Focusing on those negative thoughts only breathe them into your current situation. What you think about, you create. Additionally, you can't live with a lack mindset or a worrisome mindset about the future. If your thoughts are focused on not having enough or losing what you have, you'll manifest that reality. Focus on the now and become present. Have you ever found a past or future worry keeping you from achieving your dreams?
0: Definitely. And I think for me that sometimes what I'll think about is maybe it's too great or maybe I'm not deserving or I'm not deserving right now. And how I overcome that is through positive affirmation. Sometimes just putting on headphones and practicing deliberate breathing exercises can help me to be grounded into the now.
1: And you, say, you said not deserving. Um, why do you think you have those thoughts of n- not deserving?
0: I think it's normal having some, some negative self-talk. You know, it's funny. My daughter the other day told me, my youngest daughter, she said, um, Mom, I don't think I could ever be as successful as you. And I laughed because at her age, she's way beyond where I was at her age. Right. And I said, man, that's not true at all. She said, yeah. She said, I'm lazier than you. <laughs> I said, oh, I could be lazy too. And it's funny because sometimes I don't think I work hard enough. And so I think that's where it comes from. But man, sometimes I just get out and exhausted. So for me personally, I just think that stems from feeling like I haven't done enough, even though deep down, I know I have.
1: Right. Oh, that's really good. I know that when I first started working at Amazon, I had a little bit of a struggle myself. Um, I had a little bit of an imposter syndrome. And the reason why is because I was surrounded by phenomenal leaders, all with, you know, we're not, I'm not going to say all, but many with Ivy League education, what I like to call math magicians. You know, these guys that you just throw numbers at them and they just calculate that stuff in their heads. Like, and I didn't have that skill set. I didn't have that. That, um, that intuitive magic with the numbers or the ability to jump on a spreadsheet or, or a, uh, a web design portal and just knock things out like the way that all the people around me were doing. I thought I was the wrong person for the job. And so I was so focused on the fact that I didn't go to an Ivy League school and my education came over you know, the span of 30 plus years of going to college that, um, that I wasn't as good as these guys. And so that that was kind of holding me back a little bit. I think for the first couple months, I was thinking, "Man, I made a I made a bad choice. I made a bad decision. I'm in the wrong place. Uh, I don't think that I can do this job." And um, and it was through some you know some counseling from um, from Sage from Sage and Soul, and also from talking uh, you know with you, Crystal, and figuring out what I was good at and what I brought to the table. Uh, that allowed me to kind of overcome that and part of it was the fact that I wasn't giving 100% of my effort. And so when I began giving 100%, then things kind of took a little bit of a change and I started to perform at a, at a higher level. And then I realized what I actually brought to the table was leadership because I did have, I had 24 years plus military leadership training. And what I found was a lot of the people that are, were around me, that was either one of their first or one of their second jobs. A lot of them right. hadn't been in the industry for very long. And so they, they had the
0: education, but not yeah, the
1: experience. Absolutely.
0: Well, the next thing you need is the ability to find clarity in your dreams. How can you manifest your dreams if you can't mentally envision, see or speak about your dreams and details? It's not enough to just say, I want to be rich. I want a great job. Being rich or having a great job is different for everybody. Be specific in your dream. I want $15 million USD or pesos, whatever it is, is good for you in my account by the time I'm 45 years old, or I want a job as a vice president of operations for Amazon. Once you have the goal in mind, then create clarity around getting to that goal. I'm going to make $15 million USD starting my own company that provides BPO, business process outsourcing to companies in the logistics field, or I'm going to get that vice president job by completing my MBA and starting as an area manager at Amazon and working my way up.
1: Right. That's a good point.
0: Until you have clarity, your dreams remain in the wish realm. And guess what? Fairy godmothers, leprechauns, and genies, they don't exist.
1: Wishes don't come true. That's so true. Uh, Wishes don't come true.
0: Have you ever manifested a dream that you had?
1: I like to think that I'm in the middle of manifesting my dream now, you know, working for All American Lumping and not having to punch a clock for somebody else. Uh, Being able to work alongside of you and having the flexibility to kind of push this company in the direction that we want to kind of take this company and, and to be able to work in an environment where values are important and what we do is important and how we treat our employees is important. So I feel like I'm in the middle of manifesting my current dream.
0: That's pretty awesome.
1: Have have you ever had a dream that you weren't able to manifest?
0: Honestly, not that I can think of.
1: I could think of one. What's that? What about wanting to be in the FBI? That was a dream. What happened with uh, that? Oh,
0: but I chose not to do that. Yeah, why? Well, from the time I was a little girl, what's funny is I've always had this list of things. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Kind of like a checklist. Yeah. And I've checked them all. I've been a, a planner, a dreamer. Matter of fact, I call myself a dreamer. Um, since I was a little girl. And so I said, I wanted to be in the FBI. And um, I started my trajectory to be able to do that. And when I got out of the military with my um, education, got a bachelor's, got a master's, I did not want the same lifestyle that I had in the military. I was away from my kids a lot. And I didn't want to be away from my grandkids. So, you know, I, I wanted to make that change. I felt like I'd served my country and I had reached a certain level of success in everything that I had already manifested prior to that, that I didn't want to, you know, do a job that was similar to the military.
1: No, that's fair. And, and I think that speaks to kind of a change in your values. I think at some point you were like, okay, my pursuit of family values is just a little bit stronger than my pursuit in wanting to have a, have a job where I had to travel a lot. For sure. No, that, that's good. And I, I think that's important. And it's important. It's important to know that.
0: If I was younger and, and hadn't already been through the experiences of being away from my family, I think I probably would have jumped right in. But the fact that I had already experienced that being away from my family, that just wasn't something that I wanted to continue to do for another 20 years. So
1: Right. And, and I think that's, that's valuable in this conversation because I think sometimes when we're pursuing a dream, it's very possible as you're getting closer and closer to achieving that dream, to realize, no, this is not really what I want. Right, And it's okay to think that and to think, and it's not quitting and it's not giving up. If you're changing course and you're changing direction, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, and if you're looking at it and saying, you know what, I think I want to do something different or I don't want to continue to sacrifice this, you know, th- these values or these experiences with my family and I don't want to pursue this particular dream anymore, that doesn't make you a failure. You know what I'm saying? No, like, not at all. No, and I, and I think that's important in manifesting your dreams. Sometimes your dreams will change, and yeah. you'll go from wanting one thing to like, okay, I don't want that anymore. I want something different. Right.
0: You know, when I was in the military, I, um, I was a medic, and when I would get new soldiers who were medics, I would take them to see an autopsy. Yeah. That was kind of part of my, you know, getting them into the swings of being a good medic. and You're shocking off. Yeah, I'm a shocker But every now and then I would have somebody who I would think in the beginning, maybe being a medic isn't for you <laughs> because they're in there watching this autopsy. And, you know, a, a lot of people do particular jobs for different reasons, such as, you know, in the medical field. You know, I want to help people. Um, little do you know that in your helping people, you know, you see a lot of stuff that you don't want to see. You go through a lot of stuff that you don't want to go through. And sometimes being exposed to those things, that dream that you thought that you had can definitely change because, you know, you see what some of the things are that you have to do to be a part of whatever that is. And you're like, no, maybe I bit off more than I can chew. I thought this was what I wanted to do, but I'm going to have to change paths. And that's okay. I think there's honor in, in realizing that and, you know, saying I need to go a different direction.
1: Right. I agree with that. The next thing you need to bring your dream into reality is confidence. Uh, Believing in your ability to achieve your dream is critical to actually achieving it And that means recognizing your limiting beliefs If you haven't had the opportunity to identify your limiting beliefs yet Then I'm going to invite you to tune into episode 5 of the Undeniable Level Up podcast Where we talk specifically about destroying limiting beliefs And this is important in eliminating self-doubt and negative self-talk This alone can keep you from achieving anything that you set for yourself Has lack of confidence ever stopped you from achieving a goal or realizing a dream?
0: Definitely. Um, When things get hard for me, sometimes I'll think it's too much. It's too hard. And sometimes you start thinking it's not worth it based on how hard it is. And I think that impacts my confidence because when it gets hard, it impacts how I feel about what I'm doing and how well I'm doing it. And again, personally for me, um, there's a couple different things that I do to combat that. And that's, you know, positive affirmations and also you know, throwing on some headphones, getting grounded back into the now, just kind of recentering yourself, regrounding yourself.
1: So, what about I, you? No, I, I think um, I just wanted to kind of make a comment on what you just said, because I think it, it's I think we all go through that. I think we all get our confidence shook at some point, you know, no. at one one point <laughs> in time or another.
0: When I was in the military, I was going through actually you, you talked about it in another podcast, but through getting the expert field medical badge, as you know, it's. One of the hardest um, badges to earn in the army for a medic. <laughs> and one of the number one things that people fell is land navigation and I was pretty good at it. So I kind of ran a thing on the side of coaching everybody through land nav. And let me tell you what happened that shook my confidence a big time. Um, we did day land nav, man, all the soldiers who I worked with, they all passed. They were just, they were so excited, pumped them up before night land nav. Guess who fell night land nav? I did. Oh no! I don't know how it happened.
1: <laughs> that sucks. <laughs>
0: but it shook me. And guess what? All the soldiers who I worked with, they all passed. I was so mad at myself, and that definitely shook my confidence. I would never had issues with land nav, and this particular night I just did. So that kind of sucked.
1: When so you say it shook your confidence, um, how, how did that manifest itself in in your behavior? Like, what, what did it do to you?
0: Because it started making me think. Well, dang! If I can't do this thing that I'm pretty darn good at, how am I going to do anything else?
1: Yeah, nice. No, <laughs>
0: how am I going <laughs> to How am I going to remember the hundred steps of how to do you know how to disassemble and assemble you know all these weapons when my hands are frozen? Because the other thing was, guys, is that I hate with a passion being cold, and it was the coldest time of the year. So I remember when I was disassembling and assembling a, a firearm. Man, my hands were so frozen, I could hardly move them. And you're dealing with little pieces. So after that, yeah, that shook my confidence. Because And I was like, you know, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to go through until they make me go home. I'm doing everything. Right. But it definitely shook my confidence for sure.
1: Yeah. I think everyone can agree. Everyone, Anyone listening to the sound of my voice can probably agree with having shook confidence, and I think, you know, there's been times where my confidence has been shook in the middle of a presentation, because I'll get asked a question and I won't know the answer to that question and I'll feel like I've got put on the spot and that will shake my confidence, and then I'll get nervous, and then everything that i prepared, even though I've memorized my presentation, and even though I know the topic, my confidence will be shook because my mind will still be on that question that I got asked and made me that I feel made me look bad, you know? So I totally understand that and I I'll, I'll tell you in 1993 George truly decided to start a rap group, All right, And um, what was it called? Um, I can't remember the name. Uh, I, I mean, can't remember the I was name. i to try to look for it. <laughs> there's uh, there's sure I'm sure there is no evidence of it anywhere. But I did try to start a little rap group and music is something that I kind of aspired to as a as a kid and I used to write rap music and I used to write lyrics Because I had lacked confidence in myself, I felt like I had to do it with somebody else. I had to bring other people with me in order to kind of use their confidence to boost my confidence. You know, it's more like like a team effort. And a big part of that was like, you know, if I fail, I'm not failing alone. It's not me failing. It's us failing. But what ended up happening is that the other guys that were with me in that group weren't as committed as I was to the craft they didn't have a passion for it where i did have a passion for it and so the first opportunity that we got to go and do a live audition which i paid for um i paid for all the studio time and everything they didn't rehearse for it and they weren't prepared for it and when we got on the stage we had to start over like seven times because oh my goodness yeah the 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 guy who started off the song he just kept forgetting his lyrics and you know he was high and you know the whole situation kind of made me made me feel like this wasn't what I was supposed to be doing and so I kind of stepped out of it and so I walked away from what could have been a phenomenal rap career I'm sure wow to-
0: <laughs> that was pretty incredible <laughs> I like it
1: yeah but that that limited you know that gave me a limited belief that you know I couldn't do this I couldn't pursue uh, How did you get over that? I didn't get back into music until Probably like maybe four or five years ago, and when I just was like, "I this is all about fun for me," and I started getting back into music, and I do have a couple songs out there on uh, on iTunes out what? there. so Yeah, I you can check that. Out. Yeah, you can probably find evidence of that now. But now I just do it for <laughs> me, and it's not about confidence. It's just about you know I, I don't have a dream to be a rap star by any means, <laughs> but you know I do enjoy creating, being creative, and making music, and shooting videos to that music, and that kind of stuff so uh, now that's it's awesome. just for fun
0: it can be therapeutic too so that's great
1: yeah it helps with my ptsd
0: that's awesome next is for you to expect your dream to come true expecting it if you remember like your your grandma your mom said you need to have faith like a mustard seed even if you're not religious you got to believe if you don't believe something's gonna happen guess what it ain't gonna happen nope so if you don't expect to see those zeros and commas in your bank account you will begin to doubt your dream. You will begin to doubt yourself. And you'll begin looking for a plan B, C, D, E, F, all the way to Z, guys. Has doubt ever kept you from manifesting a dream?
1: Yeah, actually it did. When I was getting ready to retire from the military in 2016, uh, I had a choice. I could get out and go work for someone else. Or I could you know, start my own business. And I've been running my own business since 2009. Uh, 2009, 2010. So I, I knew I had the ability, but you know, I used the excuse that I was kind of burned out on running businesses. But the reality was, I was not confident that I could get out and actually make something happen where, where I can make a living off of it. Um, I didn't have any ideas. I didn't, I, I didn't even consider it. And in my mind, I was like, I'm just going to go and take the easy route. And I'm just going to go work for someone else. And there was benefit to it. I'm not going to lie and say that there wasn't, you know, a bit. I learned a lot in terms of Lean Six Sigma and uh, in terms of leadership. And, you know, I worked for, um, you know, multiple Fortune 10 companies and and just really got a lot of exposure to phenomenal leadership and great mentorship. and, And I really learned a lot about business at a higher level. But ultimately, I ended up working for a small startup beside Crystal. But this is where I find the joy. This is where I find The enjoyment in what I do, not clocking in for somebody else and punching the clock and answering to somebody else and and not having the ability to build a a business that is focused on values with good culture and that cares about the employees. That doubt stopped me from taking that that initial step when I left the military. And I was in a panic mode, to tell you the truth, because I didn't think that my skill sets was going to transfer well over into the civilian side. And so I was applying, I applied, probably applied to like 792 jobs. Not that I was counting, you know, <laughs> but I applied to a lot of jobs and um, I did a lot of interviews and I got really good at interviews, but I was in a kind of a little bit, a little bit of a panic mode because I was like, what if no one hires me? You know, I had yeah. that doubt in the back of my mind. What if I don't get a job? What if I'm a greeter at Walmart? Ah, Welcome you to are going to be no greeter. <laughs> <laughs> no, babe, but, hey, but it's easy for that doubt to creep in. And I'm going to tell you, the longer that you're applying for jobs and the more rejection that you're getting, the more that seed of doubt continues to grow and grow and grow. And I experienced it when I lost my job and I started looking for a new job before I came to work uh, beside Crystal. And the longer that I went without getting a job or getting a job interview or anything positive happening – The more doubt crept in and um, at some point I just had to feel like, you know what, I'm just going to do what I do best. Going to do what I do best and I'm going to give it 100% effort. Now it's time to plan. Planning is one of the critical steps for manifestation to take place. Not having a plan keeps your dreams in a dream state. You can't start a race without understanding the route and where the finish line is. You know, and, and actually you know, a little bit about that, you know, when you think about that, they're in the Delta course in the military, the special forces Delta Force, one of the things that they do is there's a course where they start running and they don't know where the finish line is. And that's a mental uh, that's a mental strategy to force you to give up because it's really impossible to pace yourself. It's impossible to know where you're going. It's impossible to know where you need to rest and where you need to slow down and when you, when you need to pick it up. If you don't know where the finish line is or what the route is, it makes it very, very challenging uh, to win that race.
0: Absolutely. I feel like it's never ending.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> when planning, you have to take the five steps to successful planning, and these steps are know where you're starting from, know where you're beginning from. If you're fresh out of high school, You know you don't have a college education. It's going to take you a little bit of time to get to become the VP of operations for Amazon. You're not just going to go from high school to become the vice president of Amazon uh, operations. It doesn't happen that way. So know where you're beginning from and know what your steps are in order to get to that end state or that end goal. Know what your key objectives are. Maybe you need a college degree for the job that you want. Maybe you need experience for the job that you want. Know what those objectives are, and number three, know what the steps are to um, take you from one objective to the next. So if you know you need a master's degree and you're just, you just graduated from high school, you know the very first thing you need to do is go get an associate's degree or enroll in, in a four-year degree plan and get that bachelor's degree before you go on to a um, graduate school degree, all right? And uh, also, knowing what those steps are will help you kind of advance your agenda towards that end state. And then you need to execute the plan. And this means you need to take action. What kind of irritates me when people kind of criticize the law of attraction, a lot of people will tell you that the law of attraction is BS because you can't just sit around and wait for something to happen. And the reality is you can't. You can't sit around and wait for something to happen because that's not the way that it works. You got to work for it. You got to work for it. You got to take action. And then also sometimes your plan changes. Crystal talked about wanting to be in the FBI at one point and that plan changed and that's okay. Okay. It's okay to review and adjust your plan based on what you have learned and what you realize that you enjoy doing. And as your values evolve and as your values become more solidified and your why crystallizes, you're able to figure out what it is you want to do and how you want to do it. And sometimes that means not continuing to pursue that dream that you thought you wanted when you were 18 graduating from high school. Have you ever created a plan that was so perfect that everything worked out exactly as you planned it?
0: Yes, recently.
1: Oh, wow. Tell me about it.
0: I wrote down, um, I was getting ready to move. Well, getting ready to move, I'm actually moving here in a couple of weeks and wanted to buy a house. So I found a house, definitely a dream house for me. And I wrote down how much I wanted to pay for it and what month I would buy it. And guess what? What? My approval came through this month. This was the month I wanted to buy it. The house dropped down almost exactly to the price I wanted to buy it for. So I would say it it all came together pretty perfectly. Did I have to adjust my plan? When somebody tries to put an offer, I was thinking, hey, now that's my house. And then their offer fell through. So, of course, that was great. (laughs) Right. But I guess they had to adjust their plans. (laughs) Yeah. Step 6 of manifesting your dream is actually step 4 of creating a plan. Take action. Applying action to your dream allows co-creation between you and the universe and solidifies your faith and belief into that dream. What has been your greatest commitment towards action in accomplishing an objective in manifesting a dream?
1: Well, I think for me it's it's the current job that I'm in right now, the, the job assignment that I'm having right now here beside you with All American Lumping. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, two, two, two major things that I feel are huge commitments on my, on my part. I am the warrior uh, in our, in our unit, <laughs> <laughs> All right, In our, in our unit. Our, this our is true. Unit. And, um, <laughs> and, and the reason why is because I'm a plan for worst case scenario type of guy. And I'm always like, okay, we need to have money for this and we need to have money for this emergency. And, He's a catastrophizer. (laughs) I am that too. (laughs) But in this example, one of the things that I had set as a goal in 2020 was to save $20,000 for the year. And we hit the $20,000 mark probably in, I don't know, like mid 2020. And at that time, the business that um, Crystal, I wasn't a part of it at the time. Crystal was kind of leading the business, but the business needed an infusion of money for working capital. And we had to take the $20,000 that was in our personal account and we had to throw all of that money into the business. And if that's not commitment, if that's not saying I'm all in, then I don't know what is. And that is what the universe needs from you in order to make you successful. It needs a full commitment from you to say, hey, I believe in this and I'm all 100% in. And I'm going to tell you the second time that I had to commit in this particular endeavor is when we began planning our move to Houston, Texas. And the reason why I say that is because I was still looking for a job. I still felt like I needed a job because I wanted some job security. I didn't want to go out there and not have employment and, you know, not know if the business is going to do well enough to provide for our family. And I actually accepted a job offer at one point. And then I started having doubts. I started feeling like I wasn't fully committed to what we were doing here and me helping continue to grow this business that I already committed to with $20,000. And so I had to really self-assess and um, I had to call those guys back and and, um, rescind my job offer acceptance. And that was a big deal for me because I struggled with it. I struggled with with it so much that I went to multiple people for – You know, for mentorship and for guidance. They all told me the same thing. That job is not a safety net. And even if you get that job, there's no safety in that job. You can have it for one month. You could have it for one day. I even heard stories of people going, accepting jobs in other states, getting there. And as soon as they get there, they're like, oh, we got rid of that job. Sorry, COVID-19. Too bad. So sad. You know, um, and so that really made me think about what it is that I want to do and, and where I want to commit my time to. And so I did, I did rescind that job offer and then I, I did stay working side by side with Crystal as we continue to kind of grow this business.
0: And how do you expect to get the best if you don't give the best?
1: Yeah, you're right. I'm sure that Crystal would have been successful without me in terms of me, you know, me helping with the company, but I know that in alignment when we're both working together, we can accomplish amazing things together. So for sure, the final step in manifesting your dreams is to practice gratitude. This means that you must be thankful not only for the end state of your achievement, but also for the lessons that you learned throughout that process. Oftentimes we achieve our objectives and we become refocused on that next objective, but we forget to be thankful and to be grateful for what we already manifested and we talked about this at the last podcast. Me and, me and AJ, our uh, ops manager, we were having a conversation about this very same thing. That, you know, at one time he had dreamed about being where he's at. And now he's, he's here, but he's so focused on achieving the next objective that he wasn't taking time to be thankful for what he's already accomplished and what he's already been able to achieve. And that's a big deal. That's something that we have to be conscious about and that we have to continue to practice for ourselves. What are you most grateful for?
0: Honestly, the ability to manifest to begin with. And if you have never tried it, I suggest that you do try it. I'm so grateful that I am able to do that because that is where it starts.
1: That's really good. Um, And that's not something that I would have even thought about. That's awesome. For me, I'm very grateful for the ability to be part of a company that is just so blessed with amazing leaders. I think that, you know, we have an amazing HR director um, that is just phenomenal at what she does. We have phenomenal supervisors. We have a a supervisor here in Stockton that is just a leader's leader. We have a supervisor out in South Carolina, also super compassionate and really cares for his team and his team members and is always looking out for them and, and is always you know, trying to make decisions that that it's going to continue to put them in the best opportunities to to be successful. And we have an operations manager that when he first came, started working beside us, you know, he it wasn't about the money for him. It was about the opportunity to help grow something that he believed in. He really believed in and he still does. And he continues to, you know, volunteer his time and his efforts to help grow the business. And I will say that, you know, having a, a CEO in this company that is just So forward thinking and so open about being transparent, 100 percent transparent uh, with with our team members Um, is just great. And then our leads, we just have phenomenal leads, guys that just bend over backwards. You know, there was there was a lead that was working at a warehouse and he called me up on a Sunday and he was like, hey, we've unloaded five trucks. It's already been eight hours. We can't do another one. And I was like, but we need to do one more. We need to do one more. And you know what he told me? He said, we're going to do it. We're going to do one more. You know, and this is after half the team had already walked out and was getting in their cars. And he went out there and said, hey, guys, we got to do one more. The customer needs us to do one more. And they all went back inside and they knocked out one more. And that's that speaks volumes of that individual's leadership ability and his character um, and his commitment to our customers. Because absolutely without our customers, we we just can't do we, we can't we can't do it without our customers. So
0: I love our team. We have a phenomenal team.
1: Absolutely. And that's what I'm. I'm grateful for that team. It's awesome, and I hope you're grateful for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Walt Disney was known to say, "If you can dream it, you can do it." It's time to level up and begin manifesting the life of your dreams. If you're ready, then I recommend that you purchase the Manifestation Planner Toolkit from. Mysticalplanners.com. Nia Shah has designed a printable PDF that will allow you to begin manifesting your dreams today for less than the low price of twelve dollars.
1: What?
0: <laughs> this planner comes in three sizes and thirteen dedicated pages focused on manifesting your dreams. The link is provided below
1: for you guys. Additionally, if this podcast has touched you, moved you, or motivated you in the slightest then I ask that you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to us on and please leave us a review. We want to know how we're doing and where we can improve. Reviews help in our placement and make our content more available for others to find and listen to. There is someone out there that needs to receive this message and you can help by leaving a review. Additionally, you can support this podcast on our Patreon website. The link is also provided below for bonus content, videos, live discussions, uh, mastermind group access, Um, All kinds of extra stuff that you can get on our Patreon. If you're not ready to level up, then don't visit our Patreon because it's not for you. This is only for those who are ready to embrace the discomfort of the grind and the hustle. Those who are excited about being successful. Just for the Lions. This is only for the Lions. This is not a place for gazelles. 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 Gazelles.